The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, listeners. Welcome to an episode hopefully brand new, it should be, because we're recording it right now, which means <laughs> it's new, uh, of Retro Pop. I am one of your hosts, I am Johnny Towns, and I'm joined by the magnificent Matt Johnson. Hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how's it going, Mr. Magnificent? I am great, my friend. How are you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good, I'm doing pretty good. I noticed, uh, I've been talking to you about how I know I'm getting older. And, um, I was laughing at one of my friends, Chris, who, you know, our mutual buddy, Chris, yep. because he was talking about, he was getting older and his, he knew this because like his ankle just randomly started hurting him. <laughs> and literally I woke up this morning and I got up to go pee like, you know, one does. And my, and I was like, what's this? And then I realized my ankle was just randomly hurting itself. <laughs> wow. So I have so much to look forward to. You do, you do. That's what the thir- I know. People say the thirties are great when you're in your thirties, but that's literally what happens. That's when your body says, "You remember being in the twenties and how great you felt? That's gone." <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But <laughs> speaking of not waiting, Matt, uh, we have a very special treat for the people today. <laughs> yes, we do, man. I'm excited to talk about this topic. Yeah, that's no trick. This is, of course, our episode about the holiday Halloween. Wait, what? Halloween. No, I I thought we were talking about Christmas today. No, nobody that t- would have been a no, great swerve, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody nobody talks about Halloween anymore. Uh it's it's already Christmas season. What are you talking about? We should have switched our episodes and did the Christmas one here <laughs> and the Halloween one on Christmas is what we should have done. Next year. We'll save it for yeah. next year. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about Halloween. Uh, quickly, this holiday, honestly, is, uh, you know, if you would have, I think if you would have asked people 20, 30 years ago, they would have said Christmas is their absolute favorite holiday. But I do think Halloween is, cre- is uh, <laughs> creeping up on some people into becoming their favorite holiday. Yeah, I, I definitely have to agree. Uh, Christmas has become chaotic. Uh, as well as a lot of other holidays, where Halloween is just like, it's lax, it's fun. Um, I don't know, it's probably my, aside from like 4th of July, it's probably my favorite really gimmicky holiday, I'd have to say. Yeah. Uh, I love the spirit of Christmas, don't get me wrong, but I don't Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, all very hectic holidays uh, for me. Uh, very exhausting, very exhausting holidays. We're Halloween. It's it's a lot more laid back. People get creative and have fun, and you know, I, I just think the overall spirit of Halloween is. I think it's really it's like good. Not uh, sound like a hippie, but it's good energy. It really is. Yeah, I think it's a perfect segue into our first segment here of our personal history with Halloween. <laughs> Thank you. 
Now, Matt, I think you're onto something there, and this is a theory that I've just now formulated, so I'm sure it's correct, uh, that, you know, I think the, one of the reasons why Halloween is quickly becoming one of, if not everybody's favorite holiday, definitely in the top two, I would say, uh, it's creeping up, it really is creeping up on Christmas, and that is because, you know, Christmas holiday, Thanksgiving, these holidays, you're kind of required, uh, for better or for worse, with some people to spend that time with your family you kind of have to yeah it's almost yeah. a requirement and Halloween especially when you're married it's, yes. when you're married it's way worse too it's it's bad oh we got to go to this family we got to go to my family uh you got to go to your family oh you only spent you spent 45 minutes less with my family than you did your family oh blah 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 <laughs> uh it's exhausting and halloween is not that in the slightest i love it um yeah, I, 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 yeah, Halloween was like was great as a kid. It was great. You got to play dress up. You got candy. Uh, you know, there's so much went into it. So there's, there was a lot that went into it. Um, and yeah, you weren't in the car, going from house to house all the time, uh, just walking, just walking, and you get to play dress up. Man, there was nothing better than that as a kid. Yeah, same here. I, I really loved Halloween. I mean. Uh... I mean, first of all, you get candy for crying out loud. I mean, that's that's amazing in itself. People are just giving, strangers are just giving you candy. <laughs> what 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 could be better? Nothing. <laughs> now now it's a it's sometimes frowned upon, you know, um, especially yeah. if it's coming out of a van. But <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> or that new guy who moved into the neighborhood and was forced to introduce himself to everybody in the neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, that guy. Uh. Yeah. Um, this, this, you know, Halloween, I think, is definitely changing, though. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's evolved over the years, obviously, and we'll get into that. But, you know, when me and you were younger, and I'm older than you, but I'm, I would assume it was nearly the same for you. But, like, just going out into the neighborhood that you lived in and just going from door to door, like, that wasn't a big deal. That's just what everybody in the area did. Literally... The neighborhood, if you went out, you would see, like, tons and tons of kids from the neighborhood doing the exact same thing. Yeah, it absolutely was. You know, and, and I didn't come from a very uh, big kids' neighborhood. So we actually had a lot of people coming from different areas. They'd come in, and they, they'd drive up and come get candy from the neighborhood, which it's, uh, it's a pretty crazy tactic, but it worked. Um, but, yeah, that was, like, a joy, and I feel like... As time has gone on, uh, I know you said we're going to talk a little bit about the evolution of it later. I've seen less and less kids out. Uh, it's right, kind yeah. of it's kind of sad that I don't know if there's just trust issue with people or just parents don't want to spend time with their kids in that former fashion. Life's too much go go go. Um, I loved it. That was a, that was just absolute joy. My favorite thing, you know, my dad would take us out or my mom would take us out, and we'd come back around, we make our loop up and down the block and we come back and, and one of them would be waiting for us with candy and it was just oh it was it was so cool it was yeah i yeah. I, I, I love it i think it. you're it right a- i think you're right though um because I, I just in my neighborhood uh my parents uh you know they would always give out candy and for years they'd run out because we just have so many trick-or-treaters and literally the last two years uh, i think combined they've had they've had under 10 combined so it's dropped dramatically, not just a little bit, dramatically around here. Uh, so uh, it kind of saddens me a little bit. I mean, it's always, you know, it just... 
I'm sure kids are still having fun and stuff. I'm not going to sit here and say that our way was the was the was the great days and everything. There's still we still had issues, obviously, but you know, just something you kind of miss, just the nostalgia of of you know me going out with uh, my dad and my dad just taking us around the neighborhood and uh, just getting us candy and sometimes we'd even have last minute costumes. That type of deal because we weren't the richest kids growing up. I mean, my dad worked really hard to put food on the table, and we never went hungry or anything like that. But, you know, when it came to, like, frivolous stuff, really, like costumes that you buy in a store, uh, we really would have those. We'd almost always have to make kind of make our own, and I kind of miss that, though. Yeah, there was was a certain – there's just a fun element about it. My mom and – I mean, same situation – we never got, you know, never got these incredible costumes. My mom was actually very anti-mask. She's a picture freak. Uh, she was very anti-mask. She didn't want us to have any costumes with a mask. Uh, so, I mean, she did her best. Uh, you know, they, they both did their best to to let us pick what we wanted. But, um, like, I never got to be a Power Ranger or anything like that uh, for that reason, which, which is kind of lame, but... Um, at the same time, it was I, I got to dress up as some cool characters, and I, and I held on to those costumes for a long time, uh, too. And I got to play like make believe in it, you know, when I was younger. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the the better ones that I was. I got to be su- I think Superman in second grade. Oh, nice. Uh, Robin in third. Either, maybe it was flip flopped. Uh, Spider Man in fifth grade, and I got I I was upset. That was my like last Halloween dressing up because I got made fun of. Uh, as bad as I did, uh, yeah. as, as much as I did, like it. See, it, that's that's another thing that's wrong with kids. like now. I don't know. Kids are so different. Fifth grade, I, I get it. You're getting older, but it's funny. In a couple years later, those same kids are dressing up and going out drinking and having you know parties, uh, underage yeah. drinking parties. Um, They're just as much looking forward to Halloween as the younger kids. Yes, exactly. So I, I was in a rough patch, and I got I got ripped on a little bit for being Spider Man. Um, I think it happens. I think it happened to everybody, like between your age and my age, though. Uh, that's that's sort of what happens with with public schools, which I'm glad I went to a public school. I'm not knocking anybody who who does or anything, but it kind of helps with your social skills and stuff. Mine, especially. Uh, but you're right. One of the drawbacks, though, is the fact that it will, if you're a little kid and you're talking about how great Halloween is, or that you can't wait for Santa Claus to show up. Yeah, uh, those kids will destroy you and destroy your uh, innocence. <laughs> in a way. Yeah, you ain't you. You aren't a kid, and I I, I had Christmas room for me by, um, by kids, and actually a teacher as well, um, uh, among several other things. But it was yeah, the public school is a wild place. But yeah, that that kind of killed Halloween for me for a couple years. Um, it just lost its magic, man. It was it's not it's not fun to do something you love and get picked on and bullied for it. Uh, no way, but, uh, but yeah, overall, not to get too depressing, but, um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of great memories with Halloween. Um, yeah, between, you know, I, I got to watch like my little brother grow up through it, which is pretty cool. Uh, he's eight years younger than me. So I got to, you know, a lot of great memories though with, uh, with Halloween. So here's the, here's the important question before we dive into the history of Halloween. Uh, favorite candy you got when you went trick or treating? <sighs> That's a tough one. You know what? Um, I'm I'm a huge Reese's cup guy, huge Reese's cup guy. Right. But I used to get those. I used to get those so frequently. What I did not get frequently, um, I mean, like frequently, like in regular life, 
Uh, what I didn't get fr- frequently in regular life that I loved to see in my candy bag was Almond Joys. Uh, I'm a big Almond Joy guy as well. Uh, that's probably my second favorite candy of all time. Like, when I see that blue wrapper, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Much better than Mounds. It's not even close. Yeah. But that, ironically that, enough, that Almond sets it apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically enough, both of those got eliminated by a toothbrush in our bracket on our Facebook page. <laughs> cheap plug. That's um, right. Go to Retro Pop on Facebook. Uh, we're uh, we're doing a thing where with every upcoming episode, we will do a really fun tournament. This year, we for this episode, of course, we did Halloween uh, tricks that you, I mean treats that you get. And who won, Matt? Who won? Reese's Cups did win. Uh, Reese's Cups did win. It you know it had a, a pretty easy side of the bracket, and it almost lost. To uh, it almost lost to a toothbrush. Tooth- <laughs> that toothbrush was coming on strong, man. It did. It did. It made. I think it we made have it a lot. Of, I think we have a lot of dentists in our group, and we don't know it. <laughs> Some closet dentists. It was that. It was like that. It was like our Rudy uh, of the bracket. Yeah. Every, everybody wanted to see it win, uh, but unfortunately, it did not happen. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was rooting for Reese's pieces myself, but they got they got farther than than I thought they would. So I was I was pretty happy with that. They had a good showing. Yeah, not too bad. What about you the uh, Reese's pieces is your favorite, I would imagine? Reese's pieces for sure, but I also love getting uh Starburst. Ooh. I love a good Starburst, especially if I got uh, uh you know the the strawberry ones or the uh uh, I'm weird. I also like the lemon ones. If I got those, uh, I would I, I would be like, yeah, this is this is fantastic. I love this. I always hated though getting those really cheap suckers. I hated those things. <laughs> the dentist suckers with like the yeah. frosted swirl on them or something like that. <laughs> yeah, those are terrible. I hated those. <laughs> and this is true. Uh, I have I've hated suckers for a long time, and for a period of about uh, gosh, almost a decade, I wouldn't even touch one because when I was a teenager. I was with a group of my friends, and I was, you know, sucking on a sucker, as one does. And one of my really good buddies told a joke, and I laughed while I was doing that, and I swallowed the whole thing, stick and all. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I just sucked into my mouth before I knew it. And it was the worst, not one of the worst nights of my life. <laughs> it was pretty awful. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't a plastic, you know, the, it was just like a paper thing, so eventually it just kind of went away. <laughs> Or so um, you think. Or so I think. Yeah, it <laughs> might still be down there for all I know. But uh, It could yeah, be. But I tell you what, when you do that, like you for weeks you'll still feel like something's in your throat. <laughs> it's pretty awful. Ugh. Don't no, thank recommend. You. Don't recommend. Don't so recommend. We'll from, so I'll jump from that history to the history of Halloween. Matt, we're going to jump to the history of Halloween here, but first a little uh, a, a little thing I need to say. Uh, there's a lot of there's a few terms that are that are thrown around with the with Halloween that uh, hopefully I'll pronounce correctly. But if if you're coming to me for things pronounced right, I don't know what to tell you. You've come I don't to think, the wrong place. Yeah, I don't think we've gotten one funky pronunciation thing right like in all of our episodes with napoleon no, no and nintendo <laughs> yeah. and we've covered we've covered some stuff that is very difficult for me to say and, and <laughs> i don't know why we do it but we do it <laughs> i blame our i blame our educational system that's what that's what it is not preparing <laughs> yeah. me for this 
Yeah, and we're from two different areas. I mean, you're from the north and I'm from the south, so uh, it, it's all the same. <laughs> you damn carpetbaggers. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not talking about Civil War here, but here we go. Um, so, of course, Halloween. It dates back to the ancient Celts. I think everybody knows that. I keep wanting to call them uh, the Celtics, though, and I think it's just purely because of my love of the NBA, NBA basketball. <laughs> you know, it's not pronounced the Boston Celtics. It's the Boston Celtics, and that's... Well, I always pronounced it Celtsers, but it's wrong. It's Celts. Uh, and the Celts, of course, uh, they would have an ancient festival called, it's. it looks like you would pronounce it Samhain, because it's S-A-M-H-A-I-N, but that is not how you pronounce it. It's pronounced uh, Soin, or something like that, or Soin, or Sowin. It's, uh, it's a really... Strange way to spell something and pronounce it completely different, but what do I know? Um, this was about uh, 2,000 years ago in Ireland and the UK and northern France. It's kind of where the, the Celts were at. Uh, so uh, their new year, though, was not January 1st like it is for us, Matt. It was actually November 1st for them, and this marked the end of summer and harvest and the beginning of colder weather. And, of course, back then... Harvest, the harvest was beyond important. It was literally life and death for those people. Uh, because if the harvest wasn't good, they could legit starve. So it was a big deal for this. Um, and, of course, this also means that this is associated with death. It's a new year. It's a new beginning. That means right before that is the death of the, of the last year. And uh, that kind of plays into a lot of it. They start remembering all the people they lost and such. And, you know, colder weather, and it gets, you know, gets darker sooner, there's less light. All kinds of things just seems to associate with death when it comes to uh, the colder weather seasons. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, the, so here, what are the, the other things the Celts believed that kind of goes along with this? Um, the night before the New Year, so if the New Year's on November 1st, that means the night before would be October mm. 31st. <laughs> um. All Hallows' Eve. Exactly. We're going to get into that for sure. Uh, that's when the boundary of living and dead merged for that one night. So for one night, you could see uh, just a normal, your neighbor walking down the street, and then right beside him is just, you know, his 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 dead relative of some sorts. <laughs> walking right beside him, having a grand old time. What is this, Coco? Oh man, that movie made me so sad. I know <laughs> it's so great. I do recommend Coco for all those people who haven't seen it. I think it got a. I don't know why, but it's really slept on. It's such a great movie. It is. Uh, so uh, October thirty first, they celebrated So In or Sow In, uh, and these ghosts though that would walk around on their one night when they got to walk around with the living would obviously cause some issues and some trouble. And this was, you know, uh, and people were afraid of them. Just like now, really, people are kind of afraid of, if you believe in ghosts or not, people are kind of afraid of ghosts. Uh, it, it was even more so back then, uh, you know, because the, the beliefs were a lot stronger. Um, but this is where the Druids or the Celtic priests kind of come in. Uh, they believed that the Druids could actually predict the future. And this was a big deal to the ancient people back then because... Uh, you know, uh, they th wanted the future to be predicted so they could feel like they could uh, feel better about themselves. They thought they'd get a good future prediction. Like, what if uh, 
one of the druids said, you're going to have a great harvest next year. Well, then you got something to look forward to, right? That's true. That's true. I would be excited for a good harvest. Oh, me too. A good harvest sounds pretty amazing. Uh, and they would make a big show out of out of this, and they would do so by building a humongous bonfire, like a giant bonfire. And people would come to the bonfire. They would actually sacrifice some of the crops and a few of their, uh, you know, a few of their animals. Uh, that's probably the, you know, that's probably one of the darkest parts of uh, the history of Halloween. It kind of doesn't really get to me, uh, you know, especially <laughs> especially what Halloween is now. It's nothing like it was before. Uh, but people would also wear costumes to this. Uh, these costumes would be like, uh, you know, animal heads and skins and that's such a, you know, t- that type of deal. Hmm. So like, you know, if you wanted to come dressed as a sheep, uh, have at it. <laughs> have a so day. Never, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was happening for a while. Then we're going to fast forward to 43 A.D. And this is during the time of the Romans, the Roman Empire, and they're conquering everything left and right, Matt. Uh, one of those things they also conquered was most of the Celtic territory, uh, and they would start merging two of their own festivals with Soin. And those festivals were, and I'm going to butcher these, and I apologize to all the Romans out there, uh, Ferelia. Uh This is a date in late October in which Romans remembered the passing of the dead. So it was kind of a, a time when you remember all the people that were important to you who passed away, that sort of deal. Uh, and then there was also the day to honor the Roman goddess of fruit and trees, and that is uh, Pomona, uh, or Pomona. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly too. But uh, So they merged all these things together. Um, and then we're going to get into All Saints Day. And this is when the Christians come on board. Uh, May 13th, 609 A.D., uh, this is one thing, Matt, uh, this is kind of going back with our our own personal history, but I do remember uh, that uh, some of the houses that we would stop at, they wouldn't give you candy. Or, well, I remember this specifically. There was a house that was kind of down in a hill, and they had their you know their light on, which says, hey, come get candy, right? So we go there to get candy, and the woman was like out on her porch, and she just stared at us, very upset that we showed them, but said, uh, I don't believe in Halloween. It's a terrible holiday. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, there are a lot of grouches like that. But, yeah, that is that is the traditional rule with the light not Light on is supposed to mean come get some candy. Yeah. So I believe she was trolling. That's like an early troll right there. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but what's funny is that it's a lot of, you know, Christians. And I do consider myself a Christian. But there's a lot of Christians who are like, this holiday is a terrible holiday. And I'm like, you do realize that most of the... We're going to get into it, but most of these traditions that we celebrate today, uh, the Christian church sort of kind of took from, you know, the the pagans and such, and the Celtics. They kind of just took it and stole it so people would would come join them. Yeah, I mean, Christmas is, is one of those. Oh, uh, yes. Those holidays, yes. which I don't think a lot of people know. Right. I mean, uh, look into the while we have Christmas trees and have fun with that. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So, of course, on May 13th, 609 A.D., the Pope dedicated the Pantheon of Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs. Uh, this was with a, they would have a Catholic feast on All Martyrs Day. It's what it was called at the beginning. and that. But soon they moved that date from May 13th to November 1st. Uh, you were kind of having at this time a sort of, uh, not that it was a, I guess it was a war if you want to, <laughs> at some points, but... 
Uh, you know, they were kind of trying to get the pagans to come over to their side or, and the Celts to start believing in the stuff that they believed. And one of the easiest ways to do that is would be like uh, the reason why a Christian rock exists. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, how can we get uh, younger kids to, uh, you know, want to see what uh, this whole uh, God thing's about? Well, why don't we just uh, start singing God things in rock music form? <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's all sorts of festivals for that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to a few. Have you? I have, I have, yeah. Um, so, uh, of course, uh, by 1000 AD, uh, Christianity is kind of spreading really fast. It's when it's really uh, catching on, you know, sometimes whether you wanted it to or not. Uh, November 2nd becomes All Souls Day. And this day, of course, because it's called All Souls, is a day to honor the dead. And they did this with bonfires, parades, and, of course, dressing up. Uh, this was also soon uh, became called All Hallows Day. So that would mean the night before All Hallows Day would be called All Hallows Eve. Hmm. Which would soon be shortened to Halloween, of course. That's sort of how we get into Halloween. That's a really quick and uh, concise version of how we got to Halloween. Uh, I also wanted to go through some of our some of the the traditions that we associate with Halloween. Um, so let's let's do trick or treating, Matt. We were talking about that earlier about our personal history. I think uh, most kids growing up, uh, trick or treating was such a humongous deal, something you look forward to every year. But where did that come from? Well, let's get into it. Uh, Britain and Ireland is the kind of the areas where it's mostly associated with at the beginning. Uh, it was a 16th century tradition of going to houses and collecting food. Uh, by the 19th century, costumes came into play. Uh, and a lot of, and it was almost a, uh, <laughs> a lot of the, the people would be like, Hey, give us food or we're going to commit some mischief is one of the things. Uh, so it's sort of, uh, like you have to pay us or expect to have your house TP'd <laughs> type of deal. Um, which is really funny because if you really get into the history, especially in America, uh, a lot of the things that we do for Halloween now came about because uh, the towns were just honestly almost deathly afraid of what the young people were going to do on this night. Uh, they, they expected a lot, a lot of mischief happening. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah, so uh, they were... Uh, very, very uh, wanted to you know wanted to give the kids something else to do, so they say. So in England, during All Souls Day festivals, uh, this is when the poor would buy would beg for food. They would go around begging for food, especially on this day, and people would give them what they called a soul cake. A soul cake was pretty much just a pastry, just a really uh, easily made pastry, and they would give these. To the poor people who asked for them in return for that beggar praying for that person's dead relatives. So that's kind of the exchange, the exchange that would go on. Um, and this became known as going a souling. So going a souling soon became trick-or-treating in a way. Uh, so why do we dress up in costumes during this, though? Because that is kind of a strange thing, right, Matt? It is very, very strange. I, I never, I, yeah, I never knew the origin of that. Well, we're going to jump into it, and of course involves ghosts. Uh, European and Celts, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, uh, the people there thought that if they went out 
during this night in which the ghost could walk among the living, uh, that they would run into these said ghosts. And it would be terrible if these said ghosts would recognize them, uh, who they were. <laughs> and I can't blame them. You know how awful, you never, have you ever been in public and you saw somebody in public too? And you're like, I really hope they don't recognize me. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> Every single time that I go outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every single time. You have some great neighbors. It sounds like, um, <laughs> I remember specific, I remember this specifically. I went to a Target once, and there was this person who I just did not want to talk to, <laughs> and I was literally ducking behind clothes and, and and things just so they wouldn't see me. But uh, they had a better answer to this, of course, and that would be to wear masks and costumes so these ghosts would not recognize who they were, because you know that's how ghosts know things. They they're it's all they're like uh, Tyrannosaurus Rexes. It's all by sight. <laughs> So just don't quick, move don't and move. wear. Yeah, quick, yeah don't, don't move. move. <laughs> don't move and wear a costume. <laughs> Ghosts can't see you. Uh, so on Halloween, they'd also place bowls of food outside their door, and this was so the ghosts would see this food and they would take the food because I guess ghosts eat food now for some reason, and they'd be happy because hey, they got this gift and they wouldn't try to get into the person's house or home. So that's sort of where these all this treats and trick or treating and costumes all coming from. Uh, bobbing for apples, man. Have you ever bobbed for an apple? Once or twice. I haven't done it much. I think it's maybe once or twice for me too. Uh, you see it a lot in like movies where they're trying to have a portray a Halloween party, but I've been to a ton of Halloween parties and there has been bobbing for apples, but not a lot. Uh, but remember when I was talking about the Roman goddess of fruit and trees? Yes. Well, yes. Uh, Pomona, the goddess Pomona, uh, her symbol is the apple. And that's kind of where this came from. People start bobbing for apples uh, kind of as a, uh, uh, you know, a tribute to her. Real? That's what that is? Yes. I really, really never knew it. That is, oh, that's wild. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. I mean, you are, I mean, you did say it. It's a, it's a combination of a bunch of different holidays. Uh, so that, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty neat little fact. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm trying to set up my notes. Hold on. I got, I got to set up my notes here. Uh, because we're going to get into the history of jack-o'-lanterns for some reason. <laughs> All right. Okay. So it's throwing me off. <clears throat> so jack-o'-lanterns, Matt. Uh, jack-o'-lanterns kind of start with an o, uh, an Irish folklore tale. This, this tale is the legend of Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. So Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink. So he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy their drinks. Which is really funny because I hear a lot of tales about the devil. I mean, he even went down to Georgia once. He's easily fooled. <laughs> I don't know if you've got to this or not. <laughs> uh, once the devil did so Jack decided to keep the money and put it into his pocket instead and when he put it into his pocket he put it right next to a silver cross this prevented the devil from changing back into his original form my god 
Eventually, though, Jack would free the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year. And that, should Jack pass away, he would not claim his soul. The next year, though, Jack again tricked the devil. This devil the devil's getting tricked left and right here. Into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While what he the, was up... Go ahead. What would the devil need with fruit? I don't, what did he need with a golden violin? There's all kinds of things here. <laughs> golden <laughs> fiddle. Uh, <laughs> while he was up in the tree... Jack carved the sign of the cross into the tree's bark so that the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for ten more years. Soon after, however, Jack would die. God, however, would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. Jack was not good enough to get into the pearly gates. The devil still quite upset. And I wouldn't say if anybody keeps a grudge, it's Satan. Uh, the devil upset by the tricks that Jack had played on him and keeping his word also not to claim his soul would not allow Jack into hell. So Jack was kind of caught in, I guess, purgatory is what you would call it. Purgatory, limbo, uh, depending yeah. on what your uh, belief is. So he sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved-out turnip and has been roaming the earth ever since. And that's kind of where jack o come from. Uh, you, in Ireland and Scotland, people actually made their own versions of Jack's lantern by carving faces into turnips and potatoes. Can you imagine that's if that's how we still did it? You know how tough that would be? <laughs> that's very... I can't even carve a pumpkin right. That's, I know. <laughs> I would tough. stab my hand if I had to cut yeah. into a turnip. And they would put these uh, into windows or doors to frighten away stingy Jack. Uh, England would use beets, of all things. Uh, and it wasn't until America comes into play until we get pumpkins, because I didn't actually know this. The pumpkin is native to America. And in America, they realized that, you know, these pumpkins are way easier to carve than those other things, and they were the perfect lantern. So that's some of the traditions we do for Halloween. Of course, there's a bunch more. I want to get into some of the ones that were forgotten about soon. But, Matt, before we do that, I think it's time uh, that we learn some Matt stats. Right, Matt. Stats, man. Halloween is a it's a pretty interesting time period, and it seems that the Halloween season gets shorter and shorter every year. Um, actually, currently, Halloween. Um, well, actually, Hallmark is already playing Christmas movies, um, and it's not at the time of recording. It is not even Halloween yet. Um, so that is that. But. Um, here are some statistics. U.S. pumpkin production value. Um, just a little little tidbit here. $178,659 in uh, pumpkins. Uh, annual Halloween uh, expenses in the United States. Uh, well, actually, just how much? It, $8.8 billion. 
uh, annual Halloween costume expenditure in the United States, $3.2 billion. And expected average consumer expenditure on Halloween-related items in the United States is $86.27. That's per person on average. Um, 68% of the U.S. population participates in Halloween. Uh, to, to Let's see. Let me get into the next little bunch here. There's so much stuff. Um, 6% of uh, shoppers start their Halloween uh, shopping before the month of September. 28% do it in September. And 41% do it in the month of October. Uh, 25% actually wait until the last two weeks before Halloween to make their purchases. Um, let's see. 2017 was the most, I guess, the biggest spending year for uh, for Halloween uh, as far as that. Well, 179 million people uh, actually celebrated the holiday in 2017, um, along with $9.1 billion spent and an average of $86.13 a person. Uh, that's the most in quite some time. The lowest year in recent memory uh, was actually 2015, where 157 million people did it, and $6.9 billion uh, were spent on, on the Halloween season. Uh, it's 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 kind of amazing. I don't, I'm not sure what the trend is and why one year, uh, you know, why why one year people don't want to do it and another year people will. Uh, but that's a trend that happens more often than not. Uh, yeah, the average is, is typically $8 billion at, at minimum. Um, let's see. Here's some other good stuff here. Also, I was looking up. Uh, I seen there was actually never been a reported incident where, uh, well, where, where, where somebody has actually gotten poisoned from a piece of candy, poisoned or any, any objects and an actual piece of candy, which was a joke thing that we kind of, we kind of made reference to in our bracket, but that's actually never been a, uh, never been a thing, never been an, uh, an actual issue. I'm going to get into something into my, uh, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, but there's an amendment to that, and I'll get into it on the Did You Know. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, let's see some other statistics here. Costumes. As far as costumes go. Uh, survey found 3.1 million children plan to dress up as their favorite uh, princess uh, this year. 2.4 million as their favorite superhero. 2 million alone as Spider-Man. 1.5 million as a... Avengers character uh, other than Spider-Man and 1.4 million as Batman. And they actually break down the percentage of what kids have been dressing up these last couple years. 7.9% of kids uh, as princesses, 6% as superheroes, uh, um, just in general, 5.2 as Spider-Man alone, 3.9% as Avengers characters, excluding Spider-Man, 3.5% of children dress up as Batman, 3.3% dress up as a witch, 2.8% as a ghost, 2.2% as a vampire, 2.2% as uh, a frozen character. And the other most popular Halloween costume theme is uh, is a pirate at 2.1%. Does it break down the adult ones? Like, what's sexy nurse at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not on here. Um, but it's, yeah, it actually br- breaks down adults and pets. Uh, the pet one's kind of adorable. 
But, um, yeah, for, as far as adults go, 5 million adults plan to dress uh, like a witch on average, 2 million as a vampire, 1.8 million as a superhero, 1.5 million as a pirate, and 1.4 million as a zombie. And when breaking down a percentage, 8.9% uh, as a witch, 3.6% as a vampire, 3.1% uh, as a superhero, 2.7% as a pirate, 2.5% as a zombie, 2% as a ghost, uh, 2% as an Avengers character, excluding Spider-Man. Um, I guess Spider-Man is just the most dressed-up character ever. Um, apparently. It sounds that way. It sounds that way, don't it? Well, one of the most popular ones, like, spin-off, I, and I guess it kind of makes sense. 1.9% uh, as princesses, 1.8% as a cat. Um, meow. Costume, meow. That's right. 1.7% as Spider-Man. So, um, so yeah, so no sexy nurse. And I, I, I'm curious as to how they get these figures, too. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty – I don't know if they, they go based on costume sales. What I pers- I've always personally found that creating your own costume is a lot better than just going buy- and buying something. It's um, more fun, too, I it's think. It's way more fun. Uh, my wife has done a good job of, of us doing that these last couple years. Um, and when it comes to pets, 29 people – 29 million people plan to dress their pets for Halloween. Uh, 9.3% dress their dogs, cats, whatever, as pumpkins. 7.2% as a hot dog. Uh, seven, another 7.2% do uh, superhero-themed. 3.9% as a bumblebee. 3.2% dress up their pets as cats. So, Well, I'll do that. I have a cat, so that's easy for me. <laughs> And she doesn't like to be dressed up at all, so. 2.5% no. <laughs> uh, witches, 2.2% lions, 2.1% uh, dogs. Uh, you know, dress your dog up as a dog. That's pretty clever. 2% uh, as the devil, which I can see that. And 1.7% uh, as sharks. So <laughs> I think I might love the shark the most. Yeah, I think so, too. See if would you ever any... would you ever dress up your little doggy? Oh, we have, we have, because he, he's he's a Yorkie, yeah. and he has that face. His first Halloween costume, we dressed him up as an Ewok. Uh, <laughs> and my wife always gets like five to six different costumes a year because she doesn't know what to put him in. And yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a hot dog this year. I'm like ninety percent <laughs> sure. I want to see the picture for sure. Oh, you'll get it. Uh, actually, a couple <laughs> years ago, he was a shark. Or I think it was last year. Oh, or no, no, it was a dinosaur. It was a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, I took a video of him trying to move around in it, and he couldn't. It was it was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Are there any other stats that really need to be covered? Um, let's see. 60, 69% of people uh, on average hand out candy. 49% of people plan to decorate their home or yard. Uh, 47% of people will dress up in costume. 44% will carve a pumpkin. Uh, 32% will throw or attend a Halloween party. And 29% will take their children trick-or-treating. 22% uh, will visit a haunted house. And 17% of people will dress their pets in costume. Um, yeah, that seems to be... Uh, I think that seems to be it. There's, there's, yeah, there's so many... I mean, there's tons of stats, but that's... That's one of the biggest ones. Uh, you know, candy expenditure is obviously a, a big thing. Pushes like candy sales are through the roof during this time of year, uh, and, a, and a big part of that eight point eight billion, um, you know, of Halloween 
items, you know, Halloween items purchased, really. Uh, well, money earned off of uh, the month of Halloween. Not quite Christmas numbers uh, by any means, but Halloween's still a pretty, uh, pretty consumer-based holiday, if I do say so myself. Oh, for sure, 100%. Uh, so now let's get into some interesting did you knows? Here's something I found very fascinating, Matt, when I was uh, diving into Halloween. Uh, there are actually many traditions that we no longer observe anymore that were kind of forgotten uh, when it comes to Halloween. And most of those have to deal with women trying to find husbands like it's <laughs> there's a bunch of them like apparently this was the time of the year where since it was the start of the new year for uh, you know people thousands of years ago uh you know they were they were going to get married or anything because it was a much bigger deal back then uh but one of the ones i found the greatest is a, a woman would cook a meal for people like for a whole bunch of people and she would place a ring an actual ring <laughs> in the food and would randomly, and just whoever happened to get that, she would hope that they would marry her by next Halloween. <laughs> Man. Could you imagine just, like, this nice lady just fixing you some mashed potatoes and there's a ring in it? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably accidentally swallow it. <laughs> I would, too. I, yeah, I definitely would, too. Then again, I probably wouldn't get invited to those parties, because that's how my life goes. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, me and you are both on the uninvited list, I would assume. <laughs> it's uh, kind of it, like, uh, you know, those guys who, who or whose girlfriends catch the flowers, I guess, at the at weddings. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. That's kind of like, like what that is. It's just super awkward. Yeah, yes. Uh, but I found it fascinating. And it was just one of the many traditions that happened during Halloween that that almost all involved women trying to find mates. Was there a, uh, it, was there a time period on that? I'm curious. Um, I don't have it written down here, but it was... I mean, these were forgotten hundreds of years ago. Okay, so it's, it's that been, makes sense. It's been centuries. Um, uh, on uh, on October October thirty first of the year twenty twenty, which is coming up, it's the next Halloween. It's predicted we will actually have a full moon on Halloween, and this is extremely rare. So we're in for a rare event next year. Oh, that's cool. Um, Vanilla Ice, uh, Ice Ice Baby, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Uh, was born on Halloween, and the famous, uh, I would dare say the most famous magician ever, Harry Houdini, actually died on Halloween. Um, in Alabama, it's illegal to dress up as a priest, and I think it's probably best. We know how those Catholic priests go. I don't want to get into it. but <laughs> Nope. That's the um, end of that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you were talking about razors and candy. They're actually or, or, or poison and candy. Uh, the reason many believe this started to become a thing is because, uh, I believe it was in Texas, uh, the, these kids got sick, and I believe a couple of them died after eating their Halloween candy. So people were like, well, somebody's putting poison or razor blades in the candy. You need to get them checked or x-rayed was the big thing here. And uh, that what actually happened was they ended up arresting the father because he poisoned his own children. 
and he would go into jail in Texas. I believe they started calling him the Candyman. He even had a nickname. And uh, I think he was executed at some point because this is Texas, and that's what they do. That is what they do. Wow, that is insane. Yeah, uh, all my information today I got from history.com, smithsodian.com, uh, BuzzFeed, uh, and the like. So, that is Halloween. Of course, there's so many other things we could have talked about. We didn't even discuss the uh, the Halloween specials, Matt. We didn't even get into those. I mean, there's plenty of Halloween specials and, and, and movies that people watch every year. Are, are there certain things, your own traditions? Like, there's certain movies I watch every year. What about you? Yeah, I, I mean, when it comes to, like, the month of October, it's a big horror-themed month. Um, you know, I'll, I'll catch I'll catch a scary movie or two. Uh, as a kid, it used to be, we used to go trick-or-treat and come home and do, uh, we used to watch the Charlie Brown's The, the Great Big Pumpkin uh, one. Yes. I think that's the name of it. Uh, yeah, that's a classic. It, yeah, it's, it's a great one. Uh Amongst, you know, there's other things, you know, other movies, too, that we used to watch. Hocus Pocus was another big one that we uh, we used to watch. We used to watch it religiously. Uh, great, you know, great movie. Just just so many just so many Halloween films, you know, out there that are outside of the horror element. Uh, Casper right. the Friendly Ghost was another one that we used to watch, even though it's not very Halloween-themed. Uh, it's a ghost, so yeah, there's there that. Go. A friendly one at that. A friendly one at that, so... So yeah, the, I mean, television. Like people try to do different specials. Uh, I, I know as far as my like my podcasts go, I, I try to do. Um, last year when I was with the Push Start podcast, we did a Halloween themed, uh, you know, stretch of month. Uh, this past year for panel discussion, we did a Halloween special uh, month. I, I I like the theme of Halloween, and there's it's a very unique special theme where you can you could do a lot with it. Uh, in movies, in video games, in in podcasting, TV, and in books, and so much more, uh, just a just a very fun tradition overall. Yeah, I have some too. Hocus Pocus is obviously one of them for me as well. Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid is one of my all-time favorite Halloween movies. Uh, I'm a big Ernest fan, so Ernest Scared Stupid is a annual watch for me at this time. Uh, I really truly love. Um, the Nightmare Before Christmas, but I'm really strange with that one. I watch it at Thanksgiving. Is that weird? <laughs> what? <laughs> I kind of I'm strange that I consider that both a Christmas and a Halloween movie. So, so you I put it in, watch between. it in between. That's yeah. actually a fair point. Now that you mention that, I think that's fair because I think the movie starts kind of after Halloween, right? Yeah, and it's all about you know Jack wanting to become Santa Claus. So. Yeah. Uh, and I love that movie and I watch it every year and that's kind of where I watch it is in between. But for Halloween, for the month of October, I'm with you. I, I watch, uh, the, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And I watch, I was telling you, I watch Garfield's Halloween adventure every year. So it's, uh, I do some traditions too. I think everybody kind of does now. Yeah. I, yes and no. I, I see a lot of traditions starting to go away, uh, sadly and unfortunately, um, but but yeah, there there has always been something, and it, and a lot of people don't celebrate it, unfortunately. But uh, and and some others have just let those traditions kind of go away. But uh, yeah, that, I, I think a good majority of of people across the world who do celebrate this month uh, and this holiday should um, yeah they 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 really have their own special t- traditions, and it's always a good time. Yeah, for sure. And also, a quick plug for my other podcast. Uh, Retro Bliss on it. 
on Halloween, you should be able to listen to our Halloween episode in which we cover, for the Nintendo Entertainment System, Friday the 13th. Oh, that is uh, a great game. <laughs> what a what a scary good time that'll be, especially if you're hearing our southern twang voices <laughs> talk about things. But yeah, we discussed that game. Uh, it was a lot of fun, so go check it out. It's the sister podcast of this podcast in my eyes. So, uh, Matt, is there anything else you want to say before we uh, we go trick or treating? Um, I mean, maybe maybe we can discuss a little bit about Halloween's like kind of just overall effects, uh, like lasting effects. Now the tra- tradition is really gone. Um, that's a good idea. That's in my notes, and I forgot and didn't say it. So, <laughs> uh, what about the Halloween today? Yeah, Halloween today. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like as I've grown into an adult that we've seen Halloween become this really like cult-based thing in a good way. Um, I know people who devote their entire life to horror. Like year-round, they love horror-themed right. stuff, yeah. and Halloween is their month. It's their Christmas, uh, essentially, and... They they love it. They love it. You know, the haunted with the haunted hay rides, and and everything. It's really become. I don't know. It's it's own like niche thing. Like like it has a cult following. You know, we talked Star Wars last time. Uh, Empire Strikes Back has its cult following. Uh, essentially, it wasn't the most popular movie when it first came out, but uh, it has diehards that live for that movie. Halloween's the same way. In a month, well, in a span where Thanksgiving follows it, and then Christmas, two of the biggest holidays. I mean, Halloween seems like the redheaded stepchild of it all. Uh, but for a lot of people, that that's their that's their big one. That's their Christmas. Yeah, for I have friends who um, adore this holiday and go all out for it. Like they do all kinds. They do more decorating for this than they do for Christmas. Right. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, I think it's a big deal. I, I love Halloween. I just uh, I love, uh, I'm one of the rare ones who I don't care for like gory type stuff, but I love the goofy, scary stuff. And so I love that aspect of Halloween quite a lot. I really, really enjoy it. It brings back a lot of really fun memories for me personally. But I think today, while it's, I mean, it's obvious that some things have changed, like we already discussed, trick-or-treating itself is kind of slowly uh, dwindling down. I think now parents, for the most part, or at least the parents that I know, Instead of going door to door anymore, they sort of just kind of go to fall festivals and that type of thing now. Yeah. Instead, uh, which I get. I mean, it's kind of a safer way to do it. I understand that, but it's just kind of sad for me as as an older person who enjoyed going trick or treating door to door. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's kind of the thing now. I think uh, there'll continue to be more of that. I do kind of feel trick or treating will continue to dwindle down as we as we go along, um, but. I mean, you kind of mentioned it on the stats, though. Halloween, I think, will always, even when it's having a down year, still make a ton of money. It'll still be the number two and in, in the number two money making holiday. I feel for a long time to come because it's just a holiday, and people can just have fun. And when people are just going to have fun, they're uh, more likely to spend money on stuff. So, yeah, uh, I think it's going to continue to do so. Uh, candy's getting more expensive. <laughs> I've noticed so more money's going to be made. <laughs> yes, that that is true, especially people nowadays where they're all 
so like so I think social media has actually played a big part in how much money uh, Halloween has made. Uh, and and hear me out. People want to look the best. They want those likes. They want those Facebook likes. They want their costumes uh, to be pristine so they look good, get all the social media likes. Uh, parties. That's, when you're... that's why I'm going to be dressing up as a sexy nurse this year. <laughs> uh, look for those pictures soon and give them a good like. <laughs> uh, and, and then as far as parties go, when you entertain people, you want to be the best. You want people to want to come back to your place next year. So people go really all out. I've been into some, I've been to some like insane Halloween parties, you know, as, as an adult, it, not like rave, like everybody's drunk and passed out everywhere, but the level of detail that gets put into the ho- these houses is actually like pretty unreal. Um, and you could tell that they spend a lot of money, uh, on, on, their decorations and stuff. So yeah, I think it's a money making machine. It probably is the the second, you know, most like best holiday for consumers. Um second or third maybe. Uh might be behind Easter as well, but uh I would yeah. But yeah, it's it still does pretty well for itself is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's definitely a money maker. I I'm pretty sure I'd read somewhere and I could just be making it up because I have not uh fact checked this. That it is the number two money-making holiday, I think. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. I think it has surpassed Easter. Because um, uh, Halloween is way more... I mean, even though you do get candy on Easter, uh, you know, Halloween is way more synonymous with getting candy and, and that type of deal, I think. Uh, but it's... It, I think Halloween is here to stay for quite a, for quite a long time. It's uh, definitely in pop culture now to stay, I think, for quite a while. And you can find its imprints, like you said, even all year long. Uh, you know, people who watch horror films all year long and love horror, uh, that type of deal. Uh, so, uh, this might be of all the subject subjects we've covered so far the most right up there with Star Wars. I dare say, right up as the most pop culture uh, thing, like the biggest imprint. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, and and yeah, I, I think it's got a good future ahead of it as well. But um, but yeah, that's. That's pretty much, pretty much what I got on my end. Well, that's all I have, Matt. I think it's time for us to uh, put on our costumes. I'll put on my sexy nurse, and you put on whatever you want to be. And uh, we're going to go door-to-door and do our own trick-or-treating. So if you hear that doorbell ring, uh, ding-a-ling-a-ling, and you open the door, uh, be prepared for trick-or-treat. And for your, uh, for your own sanity, it better be a freaking treat. <laughs>